Hey everybody and welcome to the latest episode of What Have We Been Watching. I'm your host Stephen Westway, back again with my co-host Noel Letter. And Noel Letter, we uh, had a great conversation a couple of weeks ago discussing the 21 most anticipated movies of 2021. It went a little bit longer than anticipated, but we're here for part two. Yep, I'm excited. We're, I mean, it was a great conversation. I learned a lot. I've found a whole bunch of new movies that I want to watch. And I mean, this list only gets better. Matt Dupont, very insightful when it comes to movies. He watches definitely some of the lesser-known titles. So this podcast uh, provides a lot of information if you guys are interested in watching, you know, some showcases of acting and uh, some, you know, some powerhouse directors as well. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I also, in two weeks ago, I actually jinxed Ben Affleck and Anna D. Armas's relationship <laughs> when I when I talked about how strong it was going and how they're making this movie Deep Water together and all that. But it turns out they've broken up in the past two weeks. So yep. just so, ignore um, that part of the first part of the podcast. <laughs> we've, we've jinxed it. Sorry. Sorry, Ben Affleck. Yeah, Didn't hey. Mean to. <laughs> sorry to ruin your life. Don't go back on the alcohol. Anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys enjoy part two of the podcast and we'll see you guys next fortnight for our top ten. Romance movies in honor of Valentine's Day. Enjoy the podcast, guys. We'll see you next fortnight. All right, we're into the business end. We're into our top ten, guys. Yep. Nine to five. Dolly Parton. No letter. What is your number nine? So my number nine is Cherry. That is not on my list. It's not, no, it's not on my no? list. Okay. Yeah. So Russo Brothers film with Tom Holland as the star. Um. It's a bit vague, sort of, on what it's about. It's about obviously it follows Tom Holland's character, and it's about him meeting a girl, going to war, and then becoming a bank robber. Okay. From what we can see from the trailer, but okay. I mean that's always sort of got to go off. But no, um, another one based on a book. Yeah, but I mean I'm a big fan of Tom Holland. Yeah. Big fan of the Russo brothers. Is this we'll the first see. thing they've made since the Avengers? I have a feeling they made it is. Extraction, I believe. Oh, okay. Yes, oh. I believe that was the Russo brothers too. But yeah, definitely one of their first big projects. Yeah. This is actually okay. probably the other than uh, the morning news and, and shows like that. Probably the second big release for a film on Apple Plus. Yes. Uh, after Greyhound, so interesting to see how that goes. Obviously, yeah. they've got a big star in Tom Holland to lead this yeah. project. All right, no, I'm, I mean, it looks ex- it looks very interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, from what. I've seen from the trailer, you don't really get a lot of what the movie's about, which is what I love from trailers. I would rather go yeah. into a movie not knowing so a lot about it. Good. I don't yeah. watch all of them. That's why I, like, yeah. mentioned about um, Pieces of a Woman. I didn't look at anything yeah. coming into that. But, yeah. yeah, sometimes no, I, I prefer not to go into it, but I was like, oh, I kind of want to know what this is about. But um, yeah, yeah, very interested to see where it goes. Awesome. Yeah, you guys have any thoughts? Uh, as I just said, Tom Holland, anything that he's starring in is something I'm going to be interested in. Yeah. Apple Plus, for me, need something, need a big hit to maintain their subscribers because when you go onto Apple Plus, sure, they've got some original shows that are getting buzz and obviously like a movie like Greyhound, they've got a couple movies like that. But overall, there's not a lot of content on Apple Plus, so they really need to start getting the ball rolling with terms of content. I know Apple's not going to go bankrupt anytime soon, nah. but to yeah. keep their subscribers around, they need something big. Especially this, for movies. I mean, I don't this really, movies get yeah. hyped, it could be the start of, of, oh, of Apple Plus yeah. being a competitor to stuff like Disney Plus, Netflix, Netflix Amazon. Yeah, and yeah I mean, those, it took yeah. a couple of movies for Netflix. Like, you know, it just took a couple of hits for them and then everybody sort of... And know. now they're releasing a new movie every week this year. Yep. There we go. Right. <laughs> number nine, Sherry. Yep, so my number eight 
is one that was mentioned before. Oh, no, I don't think it was. Last Night in Soho. Tire on mine. That was... Tire on yours, yeah. That was my number 22, but we'll talk about it when we get there. Yep, okay. We'll talk about that soon. Uh, my number seven is Raya and the Last Dragon. Nice Something that was sort of mentioned before. Yep. So the next Disney film to come out. Um, I mean, I'm just excited. I am have a soft I think spot you can tell with Disney dragons. <laughs> um, and I love that it's kind of set in Southeast Asia. I've gone, like I've done a little bit of traveling throughout Southeast Asia and I love the culture. Um, so I'm pretty excited to sort of see that crossover to film as well. Obviously, yeah. Kelly, Mary Tran, Kelly Mary Tran finally gets a big role post-Star Wars, where yeah. obviously there's a lot of controversy yeah. in, in that role. But yeah. for me, this looks like both a, a look at a different culture, yeah. uh, but also kind of Disney kind of tale that kind of, for me, feels a little bit similar to How to Train Your Dragon. They go on their own kind of take on that, yeah. on that kind of the mythology and obviously obviously a different setting in South Korea. But uh, yeah, it's, it's something that, you know, could definitely expand into a series, and I'm I'm excited. Yeah. And again, we don't. I have not seen the trailer or anything for this movie. I, I haven't really either. I don't really want to either. It'll be interesting to see whether people pl- pl- uh, pay the premium price to to order this one, or they go to the movies, or they just wait for it to come free. But I'm excited to check this one out. I, I'm hoping it goes to the movies because I will. Yeah, if it goes to the movies, I'll be there. It should, it, it, they, they announced it'll be yeah. both days the same day as the cinemas. It will be on Disney Plus for thirty. Awesome. Yeah. So, I'm pretty keen. No worries. Um, my number six is June. She calls it June uh, because she's <laughs> Aussie, mate. But listen, for me and me and Doopy, I think Doopy can agree with me on this one. You can call it June all you want. We call it Dune because it is an American film. It's made by Americans. We're going to call it Dune, but go ahead and I'll let it... Technically, is it higher on anyone's it's list? It's higher on my list. Okay, yeah. Te- well, technically, it's, it's not made by an American, but I get the point. You get what yeah. I mean? It's, yeah, it's definitely not an Aussie movie, mate. But let, all right, let's move on to your number four. Uh, my number five, <laughs> Chaos Walking. Not on my list, yeah. but I knew it would be on my list. On my list, I saw the trailer for it and I was like, mm, okay. Look, well, tell us okay, so the reason why this is on my list is mostly because I've read the books. Mm. I am a massive, massive fans of fan of these books. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Ness, who is the author, also did the screenplay for these. Mm. And going into authors not being able to do screenplays, he has also done a lot of screenplays for like a lot of film and TV shows as well. So it's not him going into a new movie being a screenwriter all of a sudden. This is an actual thing that he's qualified to do Mm. so um but chaos walking so oh boy so so it's sort of like a sci-fi um you got tom holland daisy ridley being the main two like characters in there so very big big cast mads mickelson is the villain um it's basically set on a another planet another world uh it's kind of dystopian in the fact that people have had to leave earth to go to this new planet and in this world the men can hear what other people think and daisy ridley's character is the first female that they have come across and she is silent they can't hear what she is saying the trailer definitely intrigued me it does come out soon yes my question to you is that in my opinion the most interesting part of the trailer was the the voice 
bubble, I believe it is. Yes, so the noise, the it's noise called. That, yeah. So, so explain that concept again for me. So it's called the noise. Yep. Um, so basically all the men on this world can hear yep. everything. So not only people, but animals as mm, well. But not Daisy or Ridley's character. Not Daisy. So they can't hear women. Okay. Fair yep. enough. So my question to you is mm-hmm. in the trailer, for me it was easily the most interesting part of the trailer. But, and again, I'm a big fan of Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley, so I'll definitely be checking this one out. Do you think that this concept will adapt to stream well in fact that it won't be distracting? Because for me personally, I was a little bit distracted throughout the trailer of the of the noise bubble. So the point right? of the noise is that it's supposed to be distracting. distracting. Yeah, okay. I don't mind that. Yeah, yeah was, so it's, mass- it's a massive part of their yeah. life, yeah, like yeah. him growing up, hearing it all the time. Like he literally hears his dog talk. Yeah. The first word his dog says to him in the book and I hope they keep this in the movie, is I need to poop. <laughs> and like, and that was just, as an opening line of a yeah. book, that intrigued me straight away, hearing a dog say that. I don't so. know if you guys are aware of this as well, but uh, I think I told you about this a little bit last year. This movie had a very big history of development yes. troubles. Um, they yes. refilmed 70 yeah. to 80% of the film. So. Um, not necessarily that, um, but the thing that worried me is that um, Charlie Kaufman was originally one of the writers for this and um i love charlie kaufman i think he's an amazing writer but i don't know what happened he yeah ended up leaving. so the problem was because i followed like i'm a big fan of patrick ness so i followed yeah. his whole story of this um the problem was charlie kaufman wanted to originally do the whole three books in one movie oh okay which just a bit too yeah, ambitious. Yeah, <laughs> which just does not work, and no. that's why. So they originally shot it like that, yeah, and then they went and did the reshoots to just do the first oh, book. Okay. You've got Doug Liman directing this movie, obviously known for the Bourne movies. He's yeah. a great director of action. I'm sure that will be fully mm-hmm. on display in this film. Uh, but yeah, it's it was known as a year ago as a mess. So yes. hopefully they can get this. I right so hope it's good. This, this is like the one. This the reason why it's not higher in my list and not number one is because I'm just so worried it's about your it. Yes. For me. So let's yeah. hope they can put it all together and make like, a complete package. Please, please be good. <laughs> because really, with uh, movie novels and movie adaptations, it yeah, really it's a very hit and miss. I mean, we've had Hunger Games, and then you've got. Some, divergent, yeah, divergent. Percy Jackson, which, not yeah, I enjoyed Percy Jackson, but not particularly the best adaptations from. Yeah, the no. again, I just hope they just make it its own thing. Just yes, I re- yeah. Yeah. That was number five. To yep. Start your top five. My number nine is a movie that's not going to be on any one of your lists, and it is Zack Snyder's Justice League. And oh, the reason no. why this one is on my list, and you guys can say what you want about the theatrical <laughs> version of Justice League, by no means was it a great film. It was a jumbled mess of a film. Let's be honest. It was two different directors' interpretations of a film. If you guys go back, and this is... I'm telling this to the audience. I don't know if you guys would do this, but if you guys go back and ever watch the extended version of Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, you'll see a Zack Snyder vision. And again, Man of Steel as well, but especially with an ensemble, Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, you'll see a Zack Snyder vision of these movies that wasn't changed by corporate executives by Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers has a frequency um, and a tendency to, to get in DC movies and change them to their ambitions. It's happened with Suicide Squad. It's happened with a bunch of these films. Zack Snyder's been given complete freedom on this project. Obviously, you had the Ray Fisher, Josh Whedon drama that's been happening for about a year now that we're not going to get into, but 
This is his film. He apparently, supposedly, it's four hours long. Supposedly, they've only shot five to ten minutes more footage than Zack Snyder originally had. So he had a movie that was ready to go back in 2017, mm. and Warner Brothers has come in obviously after the suicide of his daughter, mm. Zack Snyder. He's stepped off the project. They've come in and completely changed the movie to Josh Whedon's vision, and what we got was a mixture of the two. It was a mess, but I'm very excited to see Zack Snyder's take. Even if it's not good, imagine what Justice League could be, and imagine how good the property could be, Mm. and under one single vision, that gives me hope, because I personally like Ben Affleck as Batman. I like Henry Cavill as Superman. Gal is the fantastic Wonder Woman. So this movie has all the potential in the world to be a great superhero movie. It just depends if they can fix the mess that was the 2017 Justice League, which some people enjoyed. And for me, it had some redeeming moments, but overall, it was a mess of a film. Yeah. Um, the counter-arguments I have for that is just... But look, I I think Batman vs. Superman is fine. Have you watched the extended edition? Yeah, I didn't like it. Did you? I honestly okay. prefer the theatrical. Wow. I, that, you're the first person I've ever heard say that. Yeah, I honestly think that most of the stuff that gets added is just... To be man of steel. I mean, there's honest. a reason why it's cut, yeah. isn't it? To me, really? Did yeah. you watch the extended? I haven't. I know, I but I mean, not for that. But I mean, normally with extended editions, there's a reason why things. Yeah. Like, they wanted it under two and a half hours. Yeah. That's, like, that's why. To be brutally honest, I think the extended cut of Batman vs Superman is absolute nonsense. Just yeah. everything that gets added, I just didn't think can't, it needed to be. Can't that. agree with that at all. But what about you, Neil? What are your opinions on that film? Obviously, Zack Snyder and other. I, I mean, I like the dark version of, you know, I, I, I get why people don't like it, mainly collateral, but I don't really care about that. Like, I don't know, I was entertained by it. But the other argument I have with this Snyder cut is that the things that I didn't like about. Um, Who directed? Josh Whedon and Josh Snyder. They both had the. The things that I didn't like about that the version, version, the yeah. theatrical version, are things that are still going to be in this version. Are you like sure? Steppenwolf. One of the worst villains I've ever seen in a film. Well, I, I agree. Not a great villain, but when you have almost double the, the running length, I don't think this movie is going to be looking, apart from a few you know major plot details that happen in the film, I don't yeah. think we're going to get a movie that's even remotely similar to Justice League. This goes for four mm-hmm. hours. Justice League's only a two-hour movie. Yeah, I know. Obviously, he said he's not going to use a single Joss Whedon scene in his version. If that is true, that's a lot of the movie that is not going to be seen. So this is this is ba- this could be a almost completely new movie. That's why I've got hope in this movie. I hope it is. Obviously, I hope it is. I mean, it's a big money movie yeah. my, my problem my, my my worry when it comes to this movie is that Snyder claims which I hope is true that he had, he had all this footage ready to go but I've seen obviously a little more spoilers if you don't want to know this shut off it off for about 10-20 seconds but Jared Leto Jesse Eisenberg they've filmed scenes and so has Joe yep. Mangiano as Deathstroke is Zack Snyder, was that all a part of his original vision? Or because he's getting more money, is he just he's adding, adding stuff that he wants to add yeah. into the movie now? Yeah. Because I want to see his original cut. I don't want to see him going, oh, I've got $20 million more to spend. I'm going to just get add, add a bunch of fireworks in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So hopefully um, we see a representation. If it's good or if it's not good, I'm very excited to watch it because it's one director's vision of the Justice League, which is a movie... The Justice League heroes, and I know I'm rambling a bit, the Justice League heroes are more iconic than the Avengers. 100%. So if they could get it right, yeah. the Justice League movie could be incredible. So, And this could obviously, if it goes 
fantastic. And everybody loves it. It could continue the yeah. franchise for Snyder and for Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill. It could really restart the whole DCU. I mean, it's not going to be as ugly as the last one. The Cutler palette for the last one was horrendous. And I've already seen the trailer for the Snyder Cut and it looks way better. Like, just... No letter? Cool. Well, look, I haven't seen Justice League only because I heard terrible things and I didn't really want to put myself through that. Just watch, start with the Snyder yeah, Cut. Yeah, so I might I actually... Uh, to Justice League. You don't think there's any redeeming qualities? I give it a 1 out of 10. Wow. I think wow. it's up there with Suicide Squad. I think you're being a bit harsh there. But the thing is, I do like... DC movies on their own I like I enjoyed Wonder Woman I enjoyed Aquaman like I enjoyed Man of Steel Shazam Shazam I absolutely loved I have that is probably the best that they've made yes oh, calm down a little bit but continue <laughs> but yeah but we'll see I don't know I'll see if I watch it cool I'll hear things about it first alright yeah. my number 8 moving on sorry that I got a little bit you know, emotional passionate <laughs> passionate talk about Justice League but my number 8 is a movie that uh no, but it had a lot higher on the list. It's Death in the Night. Yeah. Which uh, yeah. is the sequel to Murder on the Orient Express. Yes. And very criminally underrated film, in my opinion. It does not get the respect it deserves. Compared to Knives Out, I think Knives Out is a really good movie. I prefer Murder on the Orient Express. I think the cast came. I think Johnny Depp, spoiler alert, he gets murdered. I know Doobie <laughs> might not agree with it, but I think the mystery, everything that was going on in that film, you've got... Great performances from Daisy Ridley in it. you got Josh Gad being great, Willem Dafoe being great, Judy Dench being great. I was all about the mystery. I was fully engaged. It was a very fun movie to watch because you are constantly guessing who could be behind this murder. Death of the Nile follows a similar path. I'm ve- I will be very, very happy with the finished result. Gal Gadot, Arnie Hammer. Despite all the Arnie Hammer controversy, we're definitely not getting to in this look, podcast. I really enjoy Arnie Hammer. You, do you know? No, I don't okay. know the controversy. But if you look up Arnie Hammer on Twitter, I don't recommend doing it to the audience. You will not like Arnie Hammer anymore, and I 100 percent guarantee you that you won't. So anyway, I mean, he's um, in one of my favorite movies. Yeah, yeah don't mine too. You, it's probably the, the last. Same. The yeah. last week, yeah. there's been some anyway, some some leaked stuff that has not been good, and it's like 100% official. So anyway, okay. but but back on point of the movie, this movie is... <laughs> definitely be looking it up when I This go. movie is very, very much uh, a movie that I'm excited for, so definitely all is my number eight. I mean, I haven't seen Murder on the Orient Express, so thanks for spoiling damn Johnny Depp. Don't. Johnny Depp gets killed in the first... <laughs> like, listen, listen. Johnny Depp gets killed in the first five minutes. No, no. So he's he's the reason why they're trying to solve his murder. So I, I, if just... you've seen the trailer... I also hadn't seen Murder on, on the Orient Express. It's not really but I know, No, yeah, but you know. I actually I saw the trailer for this and I was more keen for this than what I was for the first one. Go so. back and watch it because it didn't get critical reception great, but in my opinion, fantastic movie. Oh, give it a go. So, all right, that was my number eight. Moving on to my number seven. And this one is a movie that really shocked me in 2018 with the original sequel comes out on Halloween in 2021. It's Halloween Kills. Okay. Um, I was tempted to put it on my list, but I have a lot of problems with... Look, I thought the first one was a fantastic slasher film. Does it translate to a fantastic movie? Maybe not, but I reckon it's one of the best of its kind. As in the original? No, the 2018. Oh, okay. The 2018. I thought you were talking about the original for a second. I hope this movie uh, continues what it set up in 2018 because I thought Jamie Lee Curtis was fantastic. I liked the fact that Mike Myers was once again again a scary villain. Yeah. intimidating, searching people's houses. I liked the dynamic between Judy Greer and her daughter. Um, Alison, who was played by Andy... Matichak in that film so I'm very excited for, to see what this one holds at the very least it's going to be an entertaining popcorn slasher movie yeah which uh, in comparison to Freaky 
I loved that film last year. Mm. So I'm hoping for a similar result here. A fun movie, but with some emotional depth in the core. And I think they have called this movie The Empire Strikes Back of this trilogy. So it's the second of the three trilogy. Obviously that term gets thrown around a lot, but, <laughs> but in terms of it's the dark film in the trilogy. Okay. It's the one that might not have as much hope as the other two. So I'm very excited to see how that translates on screen. Could we see Jamie Lee Curtis die in this movie? As you don't know, like this could be, this could be that dark. So you've got the mother, green mother, and and daughter, and daughter yeah. dynamic and and complexity. Well, there, I, so. I loved the new, like the latest one that came yep, out, the re, yeah, the yeah. reboot of it or whatever it was. Yep. But um, so I'm pretty keen for this movie as well. But. I'm keen for it, but um, yeah, look, the 2018 one, I enjoyed it, but for me, what makes the 1978 one good is subtlety I don't think that look I I love like you know violence in movies but I think the things that make the first one good is just you know Michael Myers just being in the background it's not necessarily him stepping on someone's head like it's a pumpkin yeah, but I think, in my opinion, the 2018 film had a mix of that. Like, you had him just... The first half was really yeah. good. So I loved the first half of it. But, yeah, it sort of... Uh, it was just... I enjoyed the, the I, whole... There's a character in it that... There's a character decision that I think that was completely out of left field. I don't that, know what you're talking about. That whole character annoyed me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can see what but you're saying. I'm it's not a perfect it. movie by any means. At least so. I can say yeah. that that, that character fun. won't be in this one. No. no. <laughs> so. so. But yeah, number okay, seven is uh, I'll definitely kills it. for me. Moving on to my number six and it's a movie that again was supposed to come out over a year ago. Mm. It's the next edition of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's Black Widow. Mm. Not on any of one of you's list. Wow, no, this is... I almost had it on mine. Wow. I am very excited for this movie. I think it's about time that Scarlett Johansson gets a shot, has turned to shine in a solo movie. It's been long in development for over 10 years. The fact that it was filmed and the pandemic has pushed it back, it just shows the luck that Scarlett Johansson has had getting this movie I on the know. ground. But I do feel sorry for This her. movie was originally meant to kickstart the MCU. Obviously, we've got WandaVision and The Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming out to kickstart it now on TV but this is the return to cinemas mm. for Disney they keep pushing this movie back in hopes that they can you know we can see some sort of end to this this pandemic that's raging across the world still yeah this is very much going to be an event movie if we can get back to normal before it comes out. Yeah. Even if we don't get back to normal, for us in Australia, I don't know about other countries, but I feel still think that plenty of people will flock to the cinemas to see this film. Oh, so, uh, I'm very, very excited for the next edition of it. Obviously, without spoiling Endgame, certain things happen to the character of Black Widow. This one's a prequel set between the events of Captain America and Civil War, and it really shows you a look into more of Black Widow's personal life and her backstory um, with her as an assassin and... We've got Florence Pugh as a supporting cast yeah, in this movie. Yeah, I, was, I, I was literally cast Master, say, who's an iconic uh, Marvel villain. So I'm very excited for Black Widow. Guys. The supporting cast really is what yeah. Scott Mabel, David Me Harbour, too. Rachel yeah. Elias. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm just worried. That's like it was very close to being in my list as well, but I'm just so worried that they won't do Black Widow justice. I can't believe it's on even one of your lists because. I know that you might have a bit of superhero fatigue there, Doofy, but me and I, 
I reckon this movie. I'm keen The on. trailers look great, in my opinion. I'm all for it. I haven't even it seen kind, them. I don't really want to. I reckon it kind of has similar vibes to a kind of Winter Soldier kind of vibe to this okay. movie, and I love the action in that wow. film. So you know what I think about Winter Soldier? It's moving on. We don't need a few dollars. <laughs> it's on no Winter joke. Soldier. My favorite Marvel. Movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hates it. Yeah. yeah I know. So anyway, but I, I love the movie. So uh, let's move on. My number five. Once again, the third MCU film coming out this year. Shang-Chi. Well, it's actually a second because it's in between them. It's yeah. Shang-Chi and The Legend. So is that definitely Legends. coming out this year? Because I wasn't June. sure. That's why it wasn't. I've June. heard okay. a lot about this movie. Yeah. This movie is a very important film in the MCU because it's obviously going to change certain things in terms of culture. It's going to expand the world in a huge way. Uh, the Ten Rings are such a famous syndicate of villains in the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe, in the Marvel Comics. They are a villain primarily to Iron Man. But Shang-Chi, he's not known primarily as an A-grade Avenger, but he's a very good reoccurring character. His powers are basically he's a master of Kung Fu. So just think Bruce Lee, but he can also, you know, join, he, in the comics he eventually gets powers to, you know, duplicate himself and he can harness Chi, so to speak, as well. So I'm very excited for this movie. I think that it definitely gives a shine to some actors and some filmmakers that we wouldn't usually get to see shine of in the MCU. And mm. I think it's such an important origin story. Again, people might be getting sick of an origin story, but if it's told in a different way, as I put examples of Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man and, yeah. and Captain America, you can yeah. really tell a unique story. Um, so Simu Lu plays the main character in this one. Aquafina's in it. Um, obviously, Me you know, too. Uh, a very famous actor these days, Michelle Yeah is in this movie as well. So there's a lot of chance for uh, Asian and different cultures uh, in actors and actresses to really make yep. a name for themselves in this movie. And I'm very excited to see how the franchise unfolds because obviously, when you're in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the chances are you're going to appear again in a future film. So. I like my origin stories in Marvel movies. It's just like repetitive ones. Like the best thing they ever did, which one one of the best things about Spider-Man: Homecoming, is like. Um, Peter Parker literally like walks outside and is it Ned? Is that the name of his friend? He's just yes. like, eh, have you been by the spider? He's like, yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah. It's like, thank God. <laughs> I've heard this story so many times. Well, like anything Marvel does, I will go see. Yeah. So Same. no matter what, I'm there. All right, that is my number five. Doopy, let's get to your Dolly Parton nine to five. All righty, let me get my list up. Okay, so number nine for me is a movie that I'm really just hoping for the best of it uh it's called antlers it's a horror movie directed by scott cooper and it is produced by guillermo del toro um i don't really know a great deal about it um basically it's about a kid that gets i don't know if the kid gets accused of being this supernatural entity he has something to do with this you know supernatural entity but as f that's basically all i know about it and that's all i want to know about it like february 19th for release date so only a few weeks away yeah especially with horror movies like i went into the lighthouse pretty blind and that was my favorite movie of 2020 me too and that was the best way to say it it's a yeah. searchlight pictures production it's got two of the most underrated actors in my opinion in hollywood and kerry russell and jesse plemons mm -hmm. both have done fantastic work so uh, i hadn't heard of this movie but now i'm getting excited for it yeah i'm really interested by it and the trailers look really good it looks very well shot like really professional um but yeah fingers crossed now what are thoughts on this one you got anything to add yeah i mean the horror genre is not really 
Both of our nominees. My favourite. It's literally my favourite. Um, <laughs> but I do like a classy kind of horror movie yeah. or a fun one. So either one, one or the other. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. There we go. All righty. Uh, number number eight. Number eight is my ultimate guilty pleasure uh, movie that is probably going to be awful. And yeah, it's Spiral. From the book of Saul. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yes, I was like, what? So, yeah. yeah. Sure. I haven't seen the Saul movie, so you guys I go for it. I would recommend checking out the first one because I think the first one is genuinely a good movie, but the others are not good, to say the least. They're pretty yeah. awful. What's They're fun. Makes... They're fun. Yeah. That's what's, what's, the gory. what's the deal with this one? Um, Sell it to me. I'm pretty sure it's writ- is it written by Chris Rock. I'm pretty sure. Um, and it's, um, stars Sam Jackson, so, you know, that's honestly, that's, that's not even the main reason. appeal for me. The main appeal for me is that it's a Saw movie, yeah. and I know that it's going to be horrible, and I'm going to get a lot of entertainment out of how stupid it is, because the timeline for these Saw movies is all over the place. Like, people complain about Marvel's timeline, Go and watch the Saw movies. Nothing makes any sense in those movies. Yes, I could do a two-hour podcast about the Avengers and Games time travel, but I'm not going to. I know. So. I know. <laughs> well, you, you'd probably be talking for days about Saws because yeah. it makes literally no sense. But yeah, my gu- guilty guilty pleasure movie of the year. But uh, yeah, the rest of the movies on this list, so sure your movies aren't I'm actually anticipating really, really to be good. <laughs> Starting with number seven is a movie that we already talked about. It's called Candyman. Ah, yes. Crash it out, another horror movie that I don't really have interest in, but yeah, you guys um, go for it. I actually haven't seen the original Candyman. Um, I haven't either, yeah. but I know about, like, it's such a sort of, uh, like, I don't know, tale when you're yeah. younger. Go yeah. to the mirror and say Candyman. Yeah. Yes. So, I don't, I'm... When it comes to horror movies, I'm more of a thriller man myself, but I, I'm, a so big, I'm a big slasher horror fan, but that's probably about the extent that I'd go with my yeah, life. But yes, go go for it. Yeah, look, I'm more of a psychological um, horror movie person. But yeah, this just looks like a lot of fun. If you haven't seen the trailers, uh, obviously produced by Jordan Peele. Yeah. Um, and uh, I believe it's got the original cast. Jordan Peele, who's one from two for me. Oh, see two. two from two um two us and get out and us uh, i love get out i had so many problems with us that i could i i, I have a lot of problems of us but um i, I just thought it was a bad movie yeah. so we can get yeah i see ahead. i think it's a really good movie but it's not as good as get out no i, I agree with that just a lot of things like Olapedi well, Onyongo is amazing in it, and um, the, s- good, it? the I, score is so good. I just have no good. desire to ever put that movie on my on the TV ever. Again. I've got the Blu-ray. <laughs> I'd watch it again. Yeah. I'd watch it again too. Mm. I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, Candyman. I'll need to see the original Candyman before seeing this. Um, but obviously, it's a supernatural killer kind yeah, of tale. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you say Candyman. Is it five times in front yeah, of a mirror? Yeah, five times in front of a mirror. Apparently, he appears, and he has like this. Um, attachment to bees i believe and he's got like a hook as a hand but yeah um yeah i'm really keen for it um hoping for the best with it but i'm sure it'll be like really good yeah i have good 
good faith in this movie as well. I mean, yeah. it was on my list too, number 13. Yeah. So I'm pretty keen as well. And I just, I have a big, I love Jordan Peele. I think yeah, so he's I. incredible. It's got to be better than us, right? All right, moving on. <laughs> Jeez. I would love for it to be. If it's, if it's as good as us, then yeah. again, I'll be pretty happy. Me too. As, as good as us, I'm walking out of the cinema, I'm not going to watch it anymore. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, number six for me is No Time to Die. The new. That is higher yeah, on my list. See, I was, yeah. was going to have it on my list, and I was like, nah. Yeah, or we'll wait for West. We'll yeah, see, yeah. James Bond. Get to it. Alrighty. Um, number five. And my number five. I'm not too sure if you would have heard of this, uh, but it's a movie called Blonde. Uh, it's directed by Andrew Dominic. I think it, it does actually ring a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Tell me well. what it's about. Like, I definitely think again I've stars Anna de Olmos, and it's a biopic about Marilyn Monroe. Ah, yes, yes, yes of course. Yeah. I definitely have heard of this. Oh, I've heard of this too. It's by Andrew Dominic. I'm still gonna check out a few of his movies. He directed Chopper, Killing Them Softly, and The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, which are apparently all very good. Um, but yeah, it stars Anna de Olmos. Um, as Marilyn Monroe, which is going to be really interesting okay. to see her yeah. um, depiction. It's not an easy. It's not an easy shoes to jump into playing Marilyn Monroe. Be a, yeah, it's going to be. I mean, really it's like hard. Elvis. Anyone who plays Elvis as yeah. well is always gets hundred percent criticized. But... Yeah. Well, um, the thing about this is this could be her avenue. Um, this could, could be her avenue similar to uh, could get as much recognition as Renee Zellweger for Judy because yeah. yeah. it seems like a similar it kind could of really could... propel her as an actress in Hollywood if she can actually pull off a really yeah. strong performance you got Adrian Brody in this one as well who obviously not let her and I yeah, are all big fans of Adrian Brody, Brody so yeah I'd, it, let's it, let's wait and see but it, it's it definitely something for hopes yeah. another Netflix movie good. guys it was yeah. supposed yeah. to come out last year but um yeah. But um, yeah, fingers crossed. All right, that number five. We're down to our final four. The next segment of this podcast is going to be our number four to our number two. Before we get to it, please remember to like the What Have We Been Watching movie podcast on Facebook. What have we been watching on Instagram? And again, when I post the uh, the topic in a couple of days, show, tell us your most anticipated movies of 2021. Put it right in the end and uh, let's have a conversation about it. Are they on our list? Also, oh. check out Tupology Reviews. <laughs> on Facebook, I'll give you a shout out. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, let's get to the top four, guys. All right, guys, let's get into the final four. Noletta, what is your number four? So, my number four is something that may be not very well known. Um, it's coming out on Netflix later this year. It is a musical. Uh, it's called Tick, Tick, Boom, directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, Honestly, I heard this, the music from this movie, well, from the musical, a couple of years ago, randomly, got a little bit obsessed with it. And then I found out when Netflix released their trailer of all the movies that they were releasing this year, that it was coming out on Netflix this year. And that... I'm just so excited. So basically it stars Andrew Garfield. Um, it's about a man who is turning 30 and realizes that he hasn't done anything that he really wanted to do with his life. Um, I mean, Andrew Garfield, Vanessa Hudgens, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda as the director. 
I'm just so keen for this. There's I'm a so excited. Of coming out this year. Oh yeah, and yep. don't you worry, there's more coming on yeah. my list. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this one, obviously, it uh, it's actually made by the composer that made the musical ranks. Uh, yes. Jonathan Larson yes. won a Pulitzer and three Tony Awards. So obviously, for people that are you know are musical fans that are into musicals, probably a well-known uh, musical that is getting adapted. I don't know about this film. Yeah, um, I, I mean, it's pretty it. relatively Any- unknown. Mm. I, if I hadn't have randomly come across the songs a few years ago, I wouldn't even know about this. Mm. The only thing that would have drawn me to it is Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is obviously the creator of Hamilton. Anything, um, that's, dropping, anything that's dropping on Netflix in 2021, that <laughs> kind of piqued my interest because it's coming out for free. It's I a know. Musical. I'll check yeah. it out. Yeah, man. Definitely. Yeah, they and get, I mean, really yeah, they've I, obviously it's the way of the future yeah. with this pandemic. It's mm. everything. Everyone's realizing. Hang on, like Netflix and and Hashtag obviously streaming anyway. streaming services themselves, not necessarily just Netflix, but um, streaming go, services like the are the way of the future. Disney but I do. Plus, Amazon, come yeah. on, they can smash. Oh, Netflix the underdogs! Oh, yeah, Here we go. totally. I mean, just the richest people in the world. Oh, but, okay. Rabbit, right? We're talking about a streaming war battle. Right? This is like, do people get this? This is like WCW versus WWF. Yeah. This is this is the pinnacle. This is Queensland versus New South Wales. This is college football. If Americans are listening to this, this is everything. So the lines have well and You know what? Been Netflix. You know what? Movies coming out, but uh, we'll see One how the these are because, in my opinion, some of them have been a lot. Worse than some people at all. I mean, so, there have been the quite documentaries are fantastic. I'm not gonna lie, I've enjoyed quite a lot of Netflix films so that have come out. I've noticed so, by your top 21 yeah, most disappointing 2021. Yeah, <laughs> but not right. even from that. Yeah. Um. But anyway, okay. So my number three is something that was on Westie's list before. West Side Story. Let's so a another musical. Um. Obviously a remake. Um, Steven Spielberg, Spielberg yeah. is yeah, the director. So. Ansel Elgort. Um, He's wanted to make this movie for yes. a long time. I <laughs> am. I've. West Side Story. I've Which seen who, who Spielberg. Spielberg, Spielberg yeah. 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 Yes. I've seen the original. Um, I'm a massive fan of the musical itself. Um, I'm really excited to see Ansel Elgort take on the role of Tony as well. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Tony. Yeah, Tony. I've only seen some of the original. I've never seen the whole movie, but I love the angry dancing through the streets. So I'm, I think this is right up yeah. well, you've got I think this is The thing about West Side Story is it's, it's a Romeo Juliet yes. I story, think this is, but based in New York. I think this is definitely going to be up the alley of, alley of Steven Spielberg yeah. to definitely make this come to life because it's been 60 years since we had an adaptation of the, the story on film. It's the 60th anniversary of the original movie. Yeah. Uh, so... Even though it's supposed to come out last year, Connery is a good thing that's coming out this year. You'll get a lot more eyes to the original and to this film. And I think it's definitely something that is I'm, going to be in the award conversation I think so in as well. 2022. And Ansel Elgort, I mean, he was really good in Baby Driver. I love that film. I think he's been kind of straddling for consistency since then. And the, I, yeah, I think that yeah. he can definitely, this could be a breakout role for him. Um, I also. I also love the way they went about casting Maria, which is the main female cast. Um, so she's a relative unknown. Um, they basically put out the casting call for any Latina actresses um, that could sing. And yeah, like it was apparently like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of girls auditioned for this role and they've found this one. So mm. pretty excited. She's going to be 
hopefully a breakout star from this. Uh, what's her name? Rachel Zegler, if I'm saying that right. Um, Under yeah. Spielberg, you could make so many careers. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. Exactly. Like, Ansel, I think Ansel Elgott's a good actor, but obviously with Baby Driver, is under one of the best directors. I think he's hasn't proven himself long term for me, and I think he needs yeah. some big roles and yeah. not necessarily blockbuster movies, but some powerhouse performances yeah, to convince he, me that he's gonna be sticking around in Hollywood in these yeah. leading roles. He just needs the right people to mentor him, and I mean Spielberg's up there with the yeah. best. I mean, yeah. I, I have strong opinions on Spielberg, but he's a great director. I love Steven Spielberg, but yeah, that West Side Story. Yeah, what is number three? Awesome. Yep, so um, make way for another musical that I'm very keen for. Um, It was meant to come out last year, In the Heights. Yeah. This is the first musical that Lin-Manuel Miranda actually wrote before he wrote Hamilton. Um, I was, this was one of my most, mostly anticipated films of last year. So I'm so keen for this and I cannot wait um, basically, it's set in a New York suburb, um, set around like a, a Puerto Rican family. Um, the fir- the eldest in the family has gone to university and she's coming home, um, telling them that she's sort of dropped out, but she doesn't want to tell them that. So it's this whole story about... I, I sort of guess like the race class in America as well, like, yeah. um, like yeah, racism and then classism and just the way they sort of. I think it, it expands over like two or three days in this neighborhood. But yeah, like I'm just so excited for this. I cannot wait. I've um, got a lot of Hamilton cast from in this as oh, well. Nice. Um, so you got you've got Anthony Ramos, which is the main actor um obviously Lin-Manuel Miranda is going to be in it but um a surprise cast to this as well is Stephanie Beatrice which a lot of people would know as Rosa from Brooklyn Nine-Nine um she is going to be one of the main parts and that yeah I'm just really excited awesome another musical again I'm a fan of musicals I don't know anything about this project uh, Lin-Miranda Manuel uh, is a (laughs) did I butcher that it's a uh Obviously, he's very talented. And I'll definitely check this one out, but I can't comment too much on this. If if Noletta's uh, talking about it, she, she's passionate when it comes to musical. It's her, it's her thing, and I, yeah. I'll definitely support it, and I'll go see it, and uh, hopefully, I hope it's good. Yeah, the, at some point this year, because I haven't seen a lot of the classic music, like, I've only seen the more recent stuff, like La La Land and that, but at some point in the future, I'm going to go back and watch, like, the real classic ones, like, Oliver. I'm, I'm sure yeah, at some see. point on this show we're going to be doing a top 10 news. <laughs> I am a big of fan of so. musicals. Yeah. That is my forte. Yeah. All right, those were your four to two. Let's yep. move on. And my number four is could get a groan from you guys, but as the resident comic book fan on the table, as the man that, that pretty much is obsessed with them, oh, my number four is. is the Suicide Squad. It's and actually, spoiler alert, Higher. Oh, look at that. Oh, we're not talking about it yet. Wow, higher. Jeez, that's crazy. We'll talk about it when we get to it. I'm guessing it's not in your list, Doopy. No. Well, number three for me. For obvious reasons. Guess what, guys? It's another comic book movie. And this one, in my opinion, has the potential to be a disaster or one of the greatest superhero movies I know exactly made. what this is. This is the currently 
untitled sequel to Spider-Man Far From Home. Spider-Man 3, we'll call it. Let's call Is it, it coming out this year, though? Let's call it going really Spider-Man 3. Good. Can't go home. Let's, let's just say something Can't like that. Because he's, I'm going to laugh at that. Listen, listen, so this movie, uh, I was excited for beforehand because I'm a big fan of Homecoming. I'm a big fan of Far From Home. Obviously, I'm a big fan of the MCU and Spider-Man in general. Far From Home is honestly one of my favourite MCU movies. And a lot of people say that about Homecoming too. So they're both fantastic movies in my opinion. They're very different to each other. So I was already excited heading into this third movie. It's been long rumoured that the deal runs out with the MCU after this movie for Spider-Man. He might appear in one or two more projects. But if they can't renegotiate, that's it as far as individual Tom Holland Spider-Man movies go with the MCU. I don't know if you would go over to Sony with them. So that would be interesting to see how that goes. But then, obviously, over the last couple of months, we've just got announcement after announcement. Everyone's going to be in this movie. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they announced David Hasselhoff's in this thing tomorrow, too. Because let me tell you, they've announced so many people. You've got Andrew Garfield coming back, Tobey Maguire, Doc Ock, Electro yeah. from Amazing Spider-Man 2, who, say what you want about the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I know Lola is a defender of them. I think number two is a garbage movie, but I like it for sentimental reasons, but I still think it's a garbage movie. I love it. I think that Andrew Garfield was good in the role, and I think that Electro... Uh, definitely has a chance to redeem himself. Jamie Foxx was a big fan of doing that movie, so bringing him back, you got Doc Ock. There's rumours that Harry Osborne, Norman Osborne from the Tobey to Maguire once could be back, Willem could be back, Willem oh, Dafoe. Please, You've got potential Imagine. with Mary oh. Jane Watson, uh, as in Kirsten Dunst and Emma, Emma Stone, Stone and Gwen yeah. Stacy yeah. coming back in this thing. So there's so much potential in this movie. My only fear is that Tom Holland could get overshadowed, but the good thing about that is I feel like the MCU and Marvel in general, if you go look at a movie like Captain America's Civil War, mm-hmm. there's so many heroes in this mo- that movie, but Captain America is, without a doubt, the main character of that film. Oh, and they give him so much good material in that movie. So yeah. I think they can juggle it. And I think uh, everyone's going to be excited. Imagine for the first time seeing Tobey Maguire step in to Spider-Man again after almost 15 years. It's going to yeah. be a crazy moment. Hopefully we get to see it in cinemas with a full crowd because that's going to be a... Uh, a blockbuster moment. That will be a um, Captain America picking up. Exactly, exactly. You've got, moment. you've got. Uh, there's so much potential with where this story could go. See, I think it should be a two-parter because yeah. there's so much there's, material there's there. So much. You yeah. could go. You could go the route of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield sacrificing themselves for Tom Holland. Yeah. That would be devastating for people, but it'd be a great emotional moment. And that's yeah. kind of something I want to see. A closure to their stories. You could go the Miles Morales uh, spot into the Spider Verse route, which I think is what they're already doing because they yes, took inspiration from that great like. film. Oh, they can go that way. Maybe one of the other Spider Men's are struggling and their life ruined, and you know he has to mentor Tom Holland to kind of fix his life. Yeah, there's rumours that the Sony characters could appear in this, which I'm not excited about. Venom and uh, and uh, Morbius, Morbius, who Jared Leto's yeah. playing. I'm oh, guessing it's none of our top two. No. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, we will see. But listen, as I said, I've talked enough about it. There's so much potential with this movie. I'm so excited. There I'm is. a huge fan of the original mm. Spider-Man trilogy, including Spider-Man 3. I'm a defender of that movie. That's it's right. I, I enjoy all of them. And I, I can't wait for this film. I don't think it's as bad as what people say. I mean, But if you're comparing it to the first two, it's not that good. But it's it's fine. It's yep. watchable. I just want to see him walk down the street or emo like an angry. Oh, give us that. Give us that oh, another. Give us that in this yes. movie. Let's let's have that scene. Let's bring it back. But any thoughts on this one, guys? Um, yeah. Look, um, I would have preferred if they got a different director than because John Watts directed the first two. Yep. And he's actually I don't know. If he's you a good director. On the Disney Investor Conference, he has been confirmed after this movie to be directing Fantastic Four. 
Ariel. Really? Yes. yes he He's a good director, but I would have preferred a, a bigger name, someone who can, someone a bit more ambitious. Yeah. That could have given it a bit more. But, I, I mean, we, we'll see. Yeah. He that's... might surprise me. But I'm, I'm so good. excited for it. I just didn't know if it was actually coming out this year. That yeah, was the only problem. December 17th. Okay. December 17th. So I had to go on current release dates. Yeah. It could always get pushed back. It's in the... I believe Tom Holland might have even finished filming. I think some yeah. people still are. But I think Tom Holland might have. But honestly, so. yeah. I'm so excited for and this movie. I'm so movie. excited. Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield... Uh, Tom McGuire and Andrew Garfield are only confirmed. But it's just... It's got so much hype, this movie. So uh, let's, let's roll on. And uh, that was my number three. My number two oh. is... The last installment of the greatest James Bond of all time, in my opinion, yeah. and uh, that is No Time to Die, starring Daniel Craig Look, as 007. The I'm fact nervous. that it's not on my list, my dad will kill me for that. <laughs> Where was it on your list? It was number six, I believe. Okay. But yeah. I will say I'm nervous yeah. about it. The trailers have looked a bit, mm, and I thought that um spectre was not that great but um, i enjoy them i love I skyfall them and casino royale is one of my favorite movies ever so i see my brother's favorite james bond movies casino royale my favorite is skyfall those are i think the peak of the franchise i love both oh, of those films yeah. quantum of solace i think was not good it was a boring movie no, I spectre like i enjoyed a lot of a lot of it but i didn't enjoy a lot of it like yeah. for starters the day of the dead scene at the start of that movie fantastic that was good um, and i think that Christoph Waltz was underutilized in that movie. He so do I. Yes. He comes yes. back in this film. You've got uh, Anna Diarmas, who apparently is in every movie coming out this year. Yeah. <laughs> she's back. Uh, she's back. She's making a debut in the franchise in this one. And I think as a song, a swan song for Daniel Craig's James Bond, he once said that he'd rather slit his wrist than return for a fifth <laughs> James Bond movie. But here he is. It's definitely going to be the last one. It's supposed to be coming out for the past year, um, and I'm just very excited for it. I think that he has the acting prowess as well as the ability to do action as he's proven in this franchise to give this the swan, swan yeah. song it deserves and really when you think about it Skyfall could have easily been the end of his, his yeah. character yeah. so yeah. I think that he's got the motivation Daniel Craig to try to and he's basically said this to try to even up what they've done in the past and yeah. that makes me excited because James Bond movies when they're not great they're still watchable so yeah. I, I'm excited and that a lot of money is going to go into this I'm project just mostly excited to see Rami Malek as the, yeah, I'm interested the villain to like see to see what that is going to be like because I think he's a very interesting actor so yeah. um yeah to see what he does I don't know they, I feel like they just always choose very different kinds of villains yeah. so I'm a bit excited to see I just hope they do a bit more with um, Leia Seydoux because like um, in terms of Bond girls she wasn't yeah. she wasn't really used that much yeah. and I've seen her in a lot of movies and she's great well they yeah sometimes they don't use them to the extent of their ability but I, I think that this movie is going to be nothing no, this no, is no, going to be Daniel yeah. Craig's power house before I reckon this is going to have a great performance in this yeah. movie yeah so. look I'm not asking for her to be like um, best for yeah. yeah, I'm not asking her to be that good because yep. she's amazing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm keen for it and I really hope that it's good because yeah, Daniel Craig deserves this movie. All right, Doobie, let's get a year four to two and then we'll reveal our top and most anticipated movie of 2021. All right, um, number four for me it was a movie that was just released. I'm really, it says that it's coming out in 2021, so I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, Soggy Bottom. By Paul Thomas Anderson. 
I know you're a big Paul Thomas Anderson fan. I don't know what this movie is. I adore Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, if you, oh, I'm sure that you would have seen some of his movies. If you haven't seen The Master or Boogie Nights or There Will Be Blood. I refuse to watch Boogie Nights, and I think we know the obvious reason why. But he's great in it. He's genuinely... <laughs> Mark right. Yeah, yeah uh, he's genuinely great in it, and I don't like Mark Wahlberg either. But yeah, I don't know too much about Soggy Bottom. The synopsis says depicting a high school student who becomes a famous child actor in the 1970s, portrayed by Cooper Hoffman. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Bradley Cooper's in it, I yeah. guess. Supporting. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, but yeah, look, Paul Thomas Anderson's the main thing that draws me to this movie. I don't think that he's ever made a bad movie. Even his older stuff, like Hard Eight, Punch Drunk Love, um, Magnolia, they're all great. Um, and I think that he's the best independent filmmaker ever. Um, so yeah, he's what really draws me to this movie. Um, and hopefully it does get a 2021 release because I'm really keen to see what he can do because he hasn't directed a film since Phantom Fred in 2017, which is also great. Mm. A lot of thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean... I've haven't heard heard yeah. of it. To I don't be think honest. anybody yeah. has. Yeah, so know. it literally got a movie title like in the last the yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think I'd sort of I don't know looked up something about twenty twenty one releases and that was sort of mentioned and yeah. I saw Bradley Cooper was in it and that yeah. was about all that I had seen about yeah. it. But all right, cool. moving on. You number three. Uh, number three, another Anderson. Um, French Dispatch by Wes Anderson. I knew that was going to be in your list. That was so close to being yeah. on mine. Um, yeah, look, obviously to people who haven't checked out my Facebook page, um, Wes Anderson is my favourite director. Um, there's a couple of his movies that are a bit hit and miss, like Life Aquatic uh, and Bottle Rocket. Um, but his best stuff, I mean, A Grand Budapest Hotel is potentially it might be my favorite movie ever at this point i a great movie. adore it yeah. um but yeah moonrise kingdom isle of dogs fantastic mr fox they're all great um but yeah all-star cast like bill murray timothy charlamagne um i keep hearing this name and i I'm yet to see <laughs> you need good, to see <laughs> his movies he is amazing specifically you need to watch Colleen by yes listen such Little an incredible women, film I didn't get why he's such a big deal. Everybody loves him. But listen, we got we got two movies to convince me this year. I might go back and watch Call Your Own. Yeah, look. Um, hey, continue, please. He's, he's awesome. Um, but yeah, the list goes on. Um, Elizabeth Moss, Kate Winslet. Um, yeah, yeah I'm also pretty keen for this film. I think yeah. it'll be good. Um, Wes Anderson basically has like a list of people that are like, you know, his go-to. Kind of yeah. like Tarantino where he's got Bill, Tilda yeah. Swinton. Yeah, yeah Tilda Swinton. Rotation. But yeah, I'm pretty sure Bill Murray's been in every Wes Anderson movie except for Bottle Rocket. I think. Even, he even made, like, he's like in Grand Budapest Hotel for like five minutes. Tell, <laughs> tell the audience more about what this film's about. Because um, yeah, it's about um, basically like a, I believe it's a newspaper company run by Bill Murray's character. Um, and a, basically, as all Wes Anderson movies, about a bunch of quirky characters who work there, and uh, obviously there's enemies, and, you know, Wes Anderson has a very 
unique style. I know a lot of people hate it. The thing that's very interesting to me about this film from looking it up, and obviously I'd heard of it, and I've heard of the cast, and a lot of people are very excited for this film. It's very interesting that this is taking place on three, from what I can see, very separate stories that don't yeah, yeah don't blend into each other. So yeah, that's a very interesting concept. I mean, sometimes I think it can do be done very well and sometimes I think that oh, I agree. like something like Buster Scrubs yeah. where it doesn't work out so, yeah. I'm, so, I'm hoping yeah. I really hope that he can do something special with I know it. you have faith in him obviously um, but yeah he's my favourite director I'm sure that I'll love it um, because you've got plenty of people in this this movie you've got Del Toro Adrian Brady uh, Brody sorry uh, Tilda Swinton you've got Francis Dorman Tim Lee Charlet you've got yeah plenty of people Bill Murray Liv Shriver Edward Norton, Willem Dafoe, the list goes on. He on. is Waltz. great at utilising a big cast. Henry oh, yeah. That's, in this yeah. Thing. That's the thing about so Wes Anderson. the fact yeah. that we've got three different stories could give a lot of people a chance to shine. Yeah. It's just going to be interesting to see how it all blends together in my opinion. Yeah. That's why I can't yeah. put in my top 21 because, again, some of these movies, very interesting concepts. I just yep. don't know much, enough about them. Oh, 100%, to, man. To, you know what I mean? But, yeah. Yes. There, I thought of making this my number one, but... There's two movies that I'm a bit more keen on, just because I know I know what Wes Anderson's going to give me. Yeah. Whereas with these next two, I don't know quite what I'm going to get, and it excites me. All right, let's move on to your number two. Number two is Dune by Denis Villeneuve. I thought this would be your number one. No, I, uh, yeah. Uh, number I, one? Yeah. No, I had it at number six. Oh, did you? Sorry. Yes. Yeah. I'm it. very keen for this movie it? though. In my opinion, the most ambitious filmmaker working today. Um, and a very ambitious film as yeah. well. So this has the potential to be really bad. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Well, this is what <laughs> happened when we come to the history of Dune. And in the 1970s, they had the film adaption that was a David critically Lynch. and commercial failure. Yeah. 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 David Lynch. Yeah. This story of dune which i haven't read which i was thinking about reading but i'm even going to save it for this movie to watch the movie first yep. because i don't want to ruin anything See, apparently read the book they've first. got a lot to adapt into one movie obviously they're going to do multiple movies because they can yeah the, yeah it's gonna it, it's known as the sci-fi it's known as the biggest thing in sci-fi probably it's other very than Star iconic Wars that you'll sci-fi ever, you'll yeah. ever so it's um, an iconic novel and a bit more history around it is alejandro Hodorowski was supposed to make an adaptation of it back in the 80s. There's a documentary called Hodorowski's Dune, which I recommend checking out. Uh, it's very interesting. Uh, but yeah, basically he didn't have... It was just too ambitious, yes. and he didn't... He just couldn't make it. And I basically. think that's that's something that this film could run into. Yeah. It's, the cast is amazing. It's, it's huge. Inc- but incredible. Just, yeah, see... If any other filmmaker was making this movie, I would be a lot more worried. But... I think Danny Villeneuve is probably the best filmmaker. Well, Blade Runner's got so much. It's such a complex world that he makes. Arrival's one of my favourite movies if, of all yeah, time. Yeah, look, to so. anybody who hasn't seen Anson D's Enemy, Prisoners, Sicario, Sicario Arrival, Blade Runner 2049, yeah. they're all great yeah, movies. They are. Um, and yeah, I think that this guy... If he actually makes this re- like a good movie out of this then I put him up there with the best directors ever, honestly, at this yeah. point. The important thing sure for me is that he's taking the swing. He's taking the oh, swing 100%. and he's trying. He's yeah. gonna, the cast is amazing. There's so many... I'm today. so excited. I'm just hoping people go and see it. Yeah. Because no one saw Blade Runner 2049. 
Which I, I personally, I don't know I, how long, I, I, I don't, totally I get, don't yeah. understand. I don't know how long this movie goes for. Yeah. But Blade Runner, for me, I enjoyed 2049 yeah. a lot more than the original, in my opinion. Yeah. But it did go for a long, long time. Yeah. So I think that kind of drew some people out of it. So I under, I 100% get that, like why people... But they're splitting this one into two movies. So it'll be interesting to see. I, don't I know still think it'll be two and a half hours yeah. each. Because yeah. yeah. there's so, so much. Well, well you should novel. see the sides of the book. Yeah. Like, it is a brick. Yeah. So the fact that, I mean, it would probably work better as a TV show, to be honest, than a movie. Yeah. Um, you probably get a lot more out of it. But, yeah, I'm pretty excited to see, like, well, more than pretty, like, really, really excited to see where yeah. this yeah. where this goes. Just like, the talent involved in this yeah. project. My only concern um, is, again, the ambition. For me, it it kind of could go a similar route that Tenet did for me and the fact that I liked that film a lot but compared to what it was built up to be and yeah, yeah the yeah, overhype yeah. that's yeah. why I'm, I'm like I'm trying to see it was my number one but the more I thought about it there was one movie that I was yeah. like more excited for alright do you guys want to get straight into it we will sure. name our number one yeah most anticipated movie of 2021 and let's we're going to start it. with you Noel let's, let's do it please no well, Peter Rabbit sequels I already, we already did a spoiler okay. alert of what my number one was, and that is the Suicide Squad. Hey, look at that. I, the comic book guy doesn't have a comic book yeah. movie, which is number one, but <laughs> my letter does. I'm honestly that excited for this movie, and mostly just because of James Gunn. I just feel like he had a pretty bad rap the last couple of years, so I'm excited to see him take on something that he's excited to do as well. Well, I think um, this is might be the role that the the role that he was born to. Yes, I one hundred percent agree. Really, it does look fun. Yes, it looks really quirky. Yeah. yeah, and just the cast. I don't know. Like, I just feel like this will be the movie that everyone goes to the movies to see this yeah. year. Like, it it'll just be the draw card. It's just gonna be a fun movie, and with him at the helm, I just feel like it should be. Great. For me, Fingers the DCEU currently is in a position where they have some huge hits and some misfires, and I think that it's a combination of both at the moment. I think the Suicide Squad it has a chance to uh, definitely continue, continue to redeem them. Yeah. And for me, let's state the obvious, Suicide Squad 2016 was not a good movie. But for me personally, I think there is some solace in that movie a little bit by the characters played yeah. by Margot Robbie, Will Smith, we'll see. and Jai Courtney. I thought that Captain Boomerang was good. I thought that Deadshot was good. And I thought that Harley Quinn was back. Obviously, Will Smith's not coming back in this one. Idris Elvis is taking yeah. his place as kind of the leader that of the person, team. yeah. So I'm excited Look, if I they can get the characters. Was ex- I actually enjoyed Birds of Prey, one of those people who actually enjoyed the film. And I just really enjoy Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. And I would honestly keep watching movies just the as her as Harley Quinn. You've got, so I'm very excited for Peacemaker, aka John Cena. Yes. He's got his own I'm, off the yeah, show. Seriously, I'm like going to this movie for, for that. And there is even rumours, you don't know how true these are, but there's going to be a first team potentially sent into this movie. Uh, first Suicide squad, squad team, they're all going to die. Oh, the real yeah. team is going to come and go on. Yeah, I have heard, and I would absolutely, I think, the yeah, fact that I would love that. That's the, such a James Gunn thing to do. The fact that James well. Gunn is getting so insignificant characters from the DC universe and their canon and their comics and making them into kind of movies what awesome. he's you got known catcher. for. You've got Nathan Fillion in this movie. Yeah. And the fact that he is, is uh, you know, a movie about a team of misfits is yeah. what he was born to make, and I'm yeah. very excited for this film. The Suicide Squad, it, 
launches in August on HBO Max in America and cinemas in Australia. Do we think it will have a great soundtrack? Do you think he will do that again? Or do you think that's something that he'll only leave for Guardians? See, the thing is, I like the soundtrack for the first Suicide Squad. That's literally the only thing I like about that movie. Um, But I don't like the soundtrack. and I think the soundtrack is used awfully in the movie. Um... But, I mean, obviously, Guardian's soundtrack. Even the soundtrack for number two. I've got them both, like, yeah, the CD of me too. in my car. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a Guardian's thing. I think that yeah, he's going to try to do a DC thing. Obviously, he's going back to Guardian's after this. So, I love I love the first Guardian soundtrack. Um, so, But I, I don't think that's the direction this movie's going. I get yeah. the feeling that he's just going to, like, he's just going to make fun of how bad the first one was because that's such a James Gunn thing yes. to do. I really hope that he does. I'm, so, oh, I'm just so excited for this. this <laughs> so I, excited. I'm sure this movie will be better. Yes. <laughs> All right. I don't think any... I Seriously, I think that is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Again, I wouldn't go that far. I don't think it's a good movie. I think movie, it's but... better than Venom. Oh, I, don't think, I, don't, I, don't think, I think it's better than Venom. I think it's better than Catwoman. Or The Incredible Catwoman. Hulk. Oh. Yeah, no, no, definitely not. The Incredible Hulk's a great movie. Oh, no, At it's least not. Like we'll get into speak, that speaking, another oh, time. Oh, it's like <laughs> a laugh in those movies. I was just... Oh, I wanted to walk out. Of movie, All right. Hey, Westy, you're number one. So my number one... You speak about musicals a lot, and this movie isn't technically a musical, but it has a very strong influence on music, and it's, it's uh, a movie that I've been excited for. Oh, for very I know what this is. Long time. It's uh, from my fa- It's the story I of my favorite artist <laughs> of all time, directed by Baz Luhrmann, starring Austin Butler yeah. and Tom Hanks. It is Elvis. Yeah, yeah. And it's getting filmed, or it has been filmed. I think it's pretty much finished filming yeah. in the Gold Coast right Tom now. Hanks got is it COVID. Gonna be a, is it going to be similar to Rocket Man in terms of like having music in the movie, but not necessarily being a musical? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. I feel like I like that. Yeah, so Baz Luhrmann. I enjoyed Baz Luhrmann's got a history of uh, definitely. He's got his own stylistic approach to films. He has vibrant colors. It's all out there, and I think that suits Elvis fantastic. And mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of the King of Rock and Roll. Tom Hanks as his manager, the Colonel. He is known his manager as not a good person. He's the one that signed Elvis to like fifteen movie deals or movies that weren't good. Um, didn't let him leave the United States to tour because of stuff that he had that background stuff that the Colonel had. So I think that he's definitely going to be an emotional core of this movie. Tom Hanks and uh, to team him up with an up and coming actor like Austin Butler who gets a chance to really define his career in this performance yeah. as Elvis Presley. I'm st- I'm so excited for it. The Great Gatsby, I think, is a, a very underrated film. That was the last movie. Baz I have. Lerman I love Baz Luhrmann. I've watched and a lot of his films, so I think I'm a big that, fan I think of him. I watched Moulin Rouge for the first time recently, and I just think it's so entertaining. Think, it is entertaining. I it's think great. That is the perfect director for this movie. Yeah. Obviously, you're gonna have some fantastic music in this movie. Yeah. The Elvis State has basically signed off mm. uh, on allowing them to do what they need to do with it, and. So, I hope. I hope the one thing I hope about this movie being such a big Elvis man, a fan in the fifties, you go through his rise um, and his childhood problems. He loses his twin brother mm. who died uh, when it was when he was a baby. His mother dies when he's just pretty much making it big in singing. But I hope they go through all the the dark times. You got the great rise in the fifties, the sixties where he gets recruited to the army. He has to make all these movies because he signed that deal that he doesn't particularly yeah. want to make and he wants to be a serious actor. And then you've got the comeback. 
in the 1968 comeback special, which is known as the peak of Elvis's career, but then yeah. you've got the slow decline and the downfall because he's taking all these concerts. He's doing a, he's doing several shows a night, and that's all from the Colonel, from Tom Hanks' character. I think mm. you could really get into dynamics of that when he gets his, you know, when he puts on his weight. And man, Elvis's music for me, it, on my phone right now, I think I've got about 250 Elvis' songs. I, Look, yeah, I, the I, main I'm a huge thing... Elvis fan, and I'm just hoping that this movie. Goes through the good times and the dark times, unlike something like uh, from yeah. yeah. that just focus on the good times. Rocket League did focus on the bad times, so I hope it's more Rocket, Rocket League. Man. Oh, yeah, Rocket nice Man. Rocket Man. Rocket Man. So, see, the only thing I'm worried about with this film is that I know that Elvis's foundation and family are notorious for sort of. I don't know, putting rose-coloured glasses on his life. Mm. So I'm a bit worried I that they again. won't actually I get think, into the darker side well, of his life. Justice. And I think that even if they don't, I think there's enough material here to have a fantastic movie. And I, I'm very, I, I'll be there day one. Uh, I won't be dressed up as Elvis, but I do love Elvis. I did that as a child. But, uh, <laughs> I am very excited for Elvis, the movie. Yeah, I yes. think, yeah, hopefully it's good. See, I don't know too much about Elvis. So this, yeah. is, this will be good for me because... I'd, Hopefully it's pretty historic. Go learn your history. Co- I know quite a bit. I grew up watching. I grew up watching the Elvis movies, and I've been to Graceland, and I've done. I've I know a lot about Elvis yeah, as well. Yeah, so um. Anyway, that is. I wouldn't one. go that far, Elvis. but I do know. What? <laughs> Doopy, what's uh, your number one? I mean, my number one is not surprising. We already talked yeah. about it. It's Last Night in Soho by Edgar Wright. Um, so keen. So, um, basically, I had the choice, but look, I think Dune is something that I'd probably, I'm just like, yes, like, I'm, re- I'm really hoping that this is going to be good. Whereas Last Night in Soho is something that I'm certain that I will almost love. I think that Edgar Wright is one of the most entertaining filmmakers of his generation. I'm sure that everybody's I, it's seen one of his movies whether it's Hot Fuzz Shaun of the Dead The World's yeah. End the Scott Pilgrim trilogy is probably one of the greatest yeah. trilogy of comedy yeah. movies you've ever seen yeah, yeah. So. and obviously Scott Pilgrim and Baby Driver mm-hmm. are great but this is a full on horror movie it's a, well yeah it's a psychological apparently, thriller yeah apparently yeah. it's um Anya Taylor-Joy is the main character. Yeah. Oh, and, man, I was so keen for this. Yeah, and, and um, she's in everything, just Tom, like yeah. Arno. Yeah, yeah. her and Thomas and Mackenzie are, like, the yeah. main leads. But apparently it's very inspired by uh, Repulsion and... Um, I can't remember the name of the other film. Bit. Another British horror movie, obviously, because Edgar Wright is yeah. British. But, yeah, this is a full-on psychological horror movie... Which is going to be really unique because obviously his other stuff is a lot more campier and it's like com- almost flat out comedies. Yep. I'm very keen for this film as well. Yeah. Like, um, apparently it's like a time travel yeah, sort so of... Yeah, so she gets sucked back into the 60s. Yeah. But while she's there, the world starts falling apart. Yeah. And she goes there to meet a, a, a Her fashion, fashion designer. designer yeah. Idol, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, this was one that I cut on my list because I went the guilty pleasure in Mortal Kombat but it's one I'm definitely excited for yeah. I just don't know enough about it again the concept seems amazing Edgar Wright's a great filmmaker so I have you know pretty high expectations for this one yeah. for me though I just worry when you're getting again time travel is one of those films uh, one of these 
reoccurring things in films that it either goes really right or it yeah. goes really wrong. And yeah. I, I think Edgar Wright's definitely the person to, uh, to yeah. steer it in the right direction. But for me, there's always that little bit of hesitation when you go into these sorts of projects because yep. it is something that's very ambitious, like Doom. See, the fact yeah. that he's directing it, I'm almost guaranteed it'll be good and coherent because he is the best editor of his, of like, in my opinion, he his films have the best editing. You look at the first car chase in Baby Driver and the editing in that scene is amazing. And also um, in the Cornetto trilogy, just like um, the scenes of like characters, you know, just getting dressed or whatever, like... It's just edited to perfection. And the fact that he's directing a time travel movie just leads me to, you know, basically know that this is going to be... In the Canetto yeah. trilogy as well, he doesn't forget about the small details. If yes. something gets mentioned, he goes yeah. back towards it. If there's a certain thing that's been done in another movie, you'll go yeah. for it, even if it's something simple as jumping a fence um, that gets brought back up in the Canetto trilogy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's one for the small details and hopefully that will bode him well in his Yeah, project. go back and watch Baby Driver again and... Oh, it's... Basically, incredible. There'll be scenes where Ains Old Gore will be walking in the street, and it'll be the camera will be pointed on him and the war, and there'll be jokes, from yeah. references from Behind, other Edgar Wright yeah. movies on the yeah. war because he just throws them in there. Yeah. But yeah, I think that this. If, put it this way: if this isn't in my top ten favorite movies of twenty twenty one, then. This is going to be a pretty disappointing 2021 because <laughs> I think that this has the potential to be something great. All yeah, right, so those same. are our top 21 most anticipated movies of 2021. Just to recap, we're just just we're going to read out each of us. We're going to read out our top five, starting with our letter. At top num- five. At number five. So number five is Chaos Walking. At number four. Tick Tick Boom. At number three. West Side Story. At number two. In the Heights. And our letters number one. Most anticipated movie of 2021 is... The Suicide Squad. No Please be good. Moving on to my top five, Nolita. Yep, so off. what is your number five? Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Number four? The Suicide Squad. Number three? Spider-Man 3, Can't Go Home, maybe. <laughs> number two? No Time to Delay. And number one... Elvis! <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to get to Doopy's top five now. Doopy at number five. Blonde. At number four. Soggy Bottom. In the free spot. French Dispatch. The runner-up at number two. Dune. And Doopology Reviews top. Most anticipated film of 2021 is... Last Night in Soho. And that is our list, guys. Hope you have enjoyed this podcast. It was a fun ride. It was a long ride. It guys. was, yeah. Have you on Doobie? Did you enjoy your first time on the show? I had a it's been, time. it's been plenty of hours yeah. in Sydney. I hope uh, our audience hasn't fallen asleep while they're listening to this. Yeah. But uh, if you nice. have, well, at least we helped you get to sleep at night. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Once again, if you haven't, please check out What Have We Been Watching Movie Podcast on Facebook and What Have We Been Watching on Instagram. Now, let you want to be a big contributor to our Instagram page? Yep, I'll uh, take over it. Absolutely. Uh, please leave a review on Apple and please, when we post the discussion for this episode, post your most anticipated movies of 2021. Doopy, where can people find you? Uh, Facebook, man. Uh, check out uh, Typology Reviews. As I said at the start of the podcast, um, I'm always checking out all things movies, new and old. There's obviously a million movies out there, probably quite literally, like from... <laughs> 
you know, 1950 that I haven't seen that I'm still trying to catch up on. So if you ever think of anything, feel free to give me a buzz. It's a wonderful life. Yes. <laughs> I will be watching Thank that soon. All right, guys. I hope you guys have enjoyed the episode. Noletta, yep. what's the topic for the next episode? Our next episode. So in honor of Valentine's Day. We love a bit of romance here oh. in the What Have We Been Watching movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to look back at mine and Westie's favorite ever romance We might even films. have a special guest joining us again for next fortnight's episode. But this has been a What Have We Been Watching production. We'll see you guys next fortnight <laughs> on the show. See you then. Thanks for watching slash listening. You pretty much listened. Thanks. Have a good night. <laughs> and have a good fortnight.